Welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. This is the BBB Pod. This is Jeff. I'm coming to you from locations unknown once again. Hey, Zach. Hi, Jeff. Andy? Drinking the beer. And I just want to know, who is our guest tonight? That's right. Back from the dead. He has risen again. Scott Scooter Holbert. That was a terrible introduction. Again? I gotta say it, it feels real good to see Scott in front of all of us. It's good to be here. Welcome back. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Metaphorical cheers. You yeah. Have, it's, this is just it's symbolic. Symbolic. Scott's going dry. Um, in three words or less, why? Fat. Sleep. And wasted time. Ugh. Oh. I was hoping you were going to say flaccid. <laughs> <clears throat> fat, sleep, <clears throat> and wasted time. <clears throat> Let's play word association. Fat, sleep, and wasted time. Anybody? Anybody? TV shows. Fat, sleep, and wasted time. Homer Simpson. Okay. Zach? Married with children. Oh, that's good. Okay. What's his name? Yeah, Ed, Bud. Ed Bundy. Bud. Ed, Ed Bundy. Bund- Bud and B- Ed Bunny. <laughs> Ed Bundy. Bud Bundy. Ted Bundy? <laughs> Ted. Ted Bundy. <laughs> but seriously, Scott, I miss you. Uh, was this two episodes? At least. Mm-hmm. At least. Yeah. It felt like an eternity. Yeah. Where Jeff, have you been? Jeff killed you off, and you did say back from the dead again, or resurrected again. So how many times have you, in fact, died to this podcast? Well, depends on if you're talking about in specific people's minds, or just an episode's missed. <laughs> um you are the clarifier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just taking this time to, you know, better myself. Yeah. Uh, I actually, man, I actually filed my taxes early this year with a whole day to spare. Nice. Yeah. So that was... That was Government wants that cheddar, man. That was improvement. Yeah. Had a whole day to spare on that. Yeah. On the uh, extension? <clears throat> I'm sorry, the extension? Yeah, did you? I'm assuming you just you're saying that you recently just filed them, which was an well, extension you, from the July. April. Yeah, no, Jill, but when yeah. are wait, when are taxes normally due? April fifteenth. April fifteenth. What month is it? Is July. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Good thing there's Scott. COVID, has, man. Scott has risen again. Nailed it. <laughs> Good thing for the Chinese wet market. <laughs> so Scott, what what's up with the uh, bettering yourself? That's a great thing, and um, we all aspire to do that. What uh, led you to this moment in time? I was just I was just trying to make a joke with the filing taxes thing. So I, was, I haven't really bettered myself. Just, Actually, well, last you, we heard okay, from you we, on what are you consuming, you were reading a book on how to better yourself, be nice to people, or how, how to no, like, no, like There's truth better? to that. There's truth to that. I reference everybody to the episode 135. You can go back and read it yourself with the court reporter. <laughs> What is that? Uh, it was, uh, what's the name of that book, and how is that going? Uh, competent to counsel. 
and um, I'm probably two thirds of the way through. Yeah, uh, but I have ADD, so I started reading a different book. Yeah, and then started reading a different book when I got about a quarter way through that one. So it's what smart people do, is what I hear. Right. It's also right. what I do. <laughs> Don't read all of the books. That's what they do. Well, try to read every book, so you read a little bit of some of the books. <laughs> I, I think uh, my wife and I were like, Leah, let's read the Bible. And we got in the first few books, the Old Testament, we're like, okay, well, let's not do that. <laughs> I'm a little lost here. I think I got the gist of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> how, many fa- how many family names do I have to go through here before I get to the bottom of the list? There's a lot of begetting. <laughs> There's a reason why when you uh, first become a Christian, most pastors are like, read John. Yeah. There's lots of magical, <laughs> mystical stuff in there. Yeah. Super spiritual. Uh, read Ephesians. It's short. It's not, hey, you know what? Why don't you dip your toe into Leviticus? <laughs> well, that's fun. Uh, yeah. No, that was a, it's a good book. Competent Counsel is a good book. Just learning about people, learning about myself, you know. It's good. I think everyone should. Everyone should. Um, Is it counseling training? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's one? What's one nugget that you've uh, taken and learned and learned about yourself? Uh, just, I, I think the main the main part or the main idea is what's called newthetic counseling. And it's a Greek word. I forget what it means. Way better than the old thetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one was pathetic. Right, or or apathetic. Yeah. Right. yeah. It, and it's... Uh, you guys are dads. It's more about taking uh, <laughs> taking responsibility for your actions. And one of the things um, is that when someone says... Well, one of the examples I give is like, if a, if a mom... If you're counseling a mom and she says, Man, I, I just, hold I've, of that I've been a bad mother. And... Some people or a lot of people want to say, oh, no, you haven't. You know, they want to like bring her back from that thought. But in the book, they they recommend um, taking her statement seriously and saying, oh, OK, well, why, why do you think you've been a bad mother? Let's go down and, to the police station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it recommends yeah. that you take her by the hand directly yeah. to the authorities. Murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Real quick, I do I do want to say I did press a drop button that would have been hilarious, but I'm getting no volume <laughs> on it, Andy. So just it's, this is you know this is life, real time. Always thinking you're well, funny, Zach. It, it's great to have you back, <laughs> um, Scott. I'm glad you're here, and I'm so glad you're a better you. I have some Thank goads you. to kick Thank up you. against now. Oh yeah, I feel like yeah. I've missed that. Yeah. If you're a new listener. Scott and I like to tangle and tango theologically. So it's good to have mm-hmm. you back. Yeah. Thank you. Not that I'm planning any ambushes tonight. But <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> night's young. Acronym. It stands for greatest of all <clears throat> dorks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that'd be fun. That'd be, it'd be fun. That's what I enjoy. <clears throat> all right. It's working. <laughs> Jeff's already falling asleep. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just great to have your mug in front of us and to we, hear your voice. I haven't even heard your voice, even on uh, you know our Voxers or. I don't listen to those either. So right, you're yeah. becoming a better you. Yeah, you know, yeah. as uh, who's the author in Texas? 
becoming a better you. Mm. Joel Steen. There you Joel, go. Yeah. <laughs> You're becoming a Joel Steen. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, what do you think about sinless Jesus or sinful Jesus, Scott? And doesn't exist. Sinful or sinless? Sinful. Sinful. Oh, thank God. Okay. Uh, why do you ask, Jeff? I don't know, Zach. What do you think about sinful or sinless Jesus? Well, sinful? It's complicated. I think he went and hid no, from I his would, friends would, out in the uh, desert. I would err on the side you know, of, you know, wasn't we'll very just nice. no. Okay. I believe it's, uh, is it in Timothy? Uh, he who is without sin, cast the first stone. Nope, that's not it. Uh, he who this is, is what I love sin became sin. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I love. It's in the Bible. People right. can Google it. <laughs> you so, look it up. We've already talked about the Bible more in this first five minutes. That's why Jeff is falling asleep. Um, but uh, I did stumble across an article on my favorite website, the Christian Post, um, about CNN's Don Lemon calling Jesus uh, not perfect. And Mike Huckabee says it's blasphemy, and um, but I do have that clip, and I'll, I'll play it, and it's you know we'll just see we'll see what happens here. Don Lemon, everybody, he was talking with Chris Cuomo on CNN. The, oh, Chris uh, all, is such a swell guy. Deer in headlights, always perpetually discussion. But here's the thing, Jesus Christ. If you believe in, if you if that's who you believe in, Jesus Christ. I'm with you, Don. Admittedly was Man. not perfect when Wait. he was here on this earth. Wait, what? So why are we that? deifying the founders of this country, many of whom owned slaves, and in the Constitution, the original one, they didn't want, uh, they, they put slavery in there that, that slavery uh, should, should be abolished because it was the way the king wanted. And then the, the Congress said, no way. And so they had to... All right, that's enough. I like how in that <laughs> clip, Chris Cuomo's like nodding along like he knows what the hell Don Lemon's talking about. I, I have a feeling he's just like, oh... Oh no, we just we need to fill the segment and he's saying words and then I'm gonna have to say some words and I don't even know what we're talking about. I think at the very end he actually says, and then the king's like and Congress is like I'm like, the king and Congress? <laughs> what country are we talking well, about? Well admittedly the king had super sad. <clears throat> I mean Elvis Presley. You know, <laughs> Congress couldn't hold him back. But what they were what they were talking about, which is not what we are gonna talk about unless you guys really wanted to, was Yeah, tell us what we're gonna talk about. about about God, statues. CNN. Okay, oh, I'll, let me be generous to Don Lemon right now. The question of whether we deify these statues that are getting taken down is a good conversation topic, and I think a lot of people overreact to images of people um, for various reasons being taken down for various reasons, sometimes unbeknownst to the people taking them down. There's multiple examples of abolitionists that have been torn down by people protesting slave trading statues. Anyways, that's not the point. That's kind of what they were talking about. But Don Lemon mentioning Jesus being admittedly, Andy, you mentioned that. (laughs) Who's admitting that? It sounds like Jesus admitted it. Yeah, yeah, Jesus Christ. Admittedly. In a moment of vulnerability, (laughs) Jesus... Second hesitations, twelve nine. <laughs> Jesus clearly says, "Well, well." And was there context I, before that? Because to go from Jesus being uh, really. admittedly sin, uh, someone who made mistakes at least, 
What does that have to do? It was in left with field. Statues? No, uh, it was in left field. People I did from two years ago. It's a great question. And it's not really a great right, question. It's okay. a good. It's a question. Well, he's back, and I want to butter him up and make him feel good. <laughs> Scott's emerged from the dead again. Jesus <laughs> messed up on a statue he was sculpting once. Yeah. <laughs> and much like mistake or mistake sin, mistake or yeah. sin. He meant to do it though, and he was yeah. selling it, and he knew it. He hid the mistake. If you go back a few minutes, there's there's no context for dropping Jesus in there. I, I th- uh, so to be generous to Don Lemon, I think he's he's trying to say a version of these people are flawed, but we deify him. But then he brings a person that Christians, by definition, <laughs> believe is okay. Play, deity play, play, play one more time. Hey, oh, play okay. one more. Wait, let's hear. He's, let's he's hear like one more time. On every count, <laughs> like every uh, aspect, he's wrong. All but, I can think of is, what do you mean these people? But. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and Cuomo, Cuomo's from New York. He's Italian. He's most likely Catholic. So, oh, he definitely is. So, Lemon, Don Lemon's. He a, looks like he's seeing the Virgin Mary <laughs> everywhere he goes all the time. <laughs> so, Don Lemon's offending Cuomo. If Cuomo is a Catholic and knows anything about Catholicism, then he would be offended by Don Lemon calling Jesus a sinner and also by um, equating maybe a, a statue of Jesus. Uh, you know, with these with these uh, mm. slavery people. You want to hear it again, yeah, Jeff? Yes, let's hear it. Buffering. Gosh, whose mm. internet is yeah, this? You should be engaged in a discussion. But here's the thing: Jesus Christ. If you believe in, if you, if that's who you okay, believe well, stop in, it, Christ. stop it, stop it, stop it. What is it? Here's the thing. Like they're gonna summarize. They're gonna like. I'm gonna capture this whole thing right here. Here's the thing. With Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Admittedly, was not perfect when he was here on this earth. Really? So why are we deifying the founders of this country? He didn't Many say he sinned. Slaves, he said he's not perfect. The Is there a difference? One, they didn't Hold want, your thoughts. Uh, we'll tease they, that they after the put break. slavery in there that, that slavery uh, should, should be abolished because it was the way the king wanted. And then the, the Congress said, no way. And so they had to come up with an alternative about Three-fifths of a man. Well, they, on, knew, on, 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 on. they knew so, that they had an inconsistency with their logic. There you go. So they're, not create- so they're not perfect. He's trying to say the statues of the people there aren't perfect, so we don't need to deify them. But him bringing up Jesus, if you, like, if you believe perfect? in Jesus, Why you, know, Jesus? you know that Jesus isn't perfect, so you shouldn't think these statues are perfect? Like, is that where he's going? Like, yeah. I, I'm trying to be generous, but I kind of feel like it was a little bit of... Um, Word salad, to use a phrase, where he was just kind of going and they're filling time. And this is... That's I'm not, excited. My mouth is open. Yes. They're happening. <laughs> and if you see the clip, I mean, I, I mentioned it before, but... And again, I'll say this. Seeing Cuomo, like, not as... And again, uh, Jesus and, you know, Jesus and Don's like, yeah, yeah, like, I'm with you. But no, he's you could tell he's not with him. They're not with each other. <laughs> no, they're on different pages. So where's so where are where was the conversation going with them? Was it about the statues? I mean, that was the yeah, specific it was thing? related to that, okay. which I don't. But the, I, the more interesting part is uh, the idea of Jesus being perfect. Right, is that different than being sinless? Yeah, um, right. Was not perfect when he was here on this earth. Uh, I'll just read a Mike. Mike uh, God dang it. Their website, as it's loading the different ads, don't you love it how the words just jump around just when you're punting? 
Mm-hmm. If you guys are new to the show, I love Christian posts and I hope it continues exactly the way it is forever. <laughs> Tune in to Zach's private podcast next week. <laughs> Why technology is tricky. Um, Don Lemon's comments are, first of all, heretical, explained Jeffress. This is a quote from Robert Jeffress, head of the megachurch, First Baptist. Oh, the webpage just moved again. That sounds like someone from The Onion. And it contradicts the most basic tenet of the Christian faith and demonstrates how tone deaf the left is on faith issues. Our founding fathers, like all of us, were imperfect beings, but Jesus Christ was different than any other man that lived in as the founder nice, of our faith. He had to be perfect. All right. Anyways, more important. Andy, what's more important? I think that's really interesting. I, um... The first thing that popped in my head, um, because we don't know much about like Jesus' childhood growing up, there's only a few little bits and pieces that we get, but um, do you remember when Mary and Joseph left him alone and they couldn't find him? (laughs) I was thinking about that one, but later on when he gets up and he first kind of, he opens up to Isaiah, opens the scroll and says, um, uh, she reads it blah, 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 at the end, and basically says, today this the scripture has been fulfilled um, in me, and sets it down. And it, well, it he was, says in your hearing. Oh, yeah, in your hearing. Yeah. Right, right, right. Basically, like, he's he's kind of going, right. for those who are like, t- like, tuned into our YouTube channel, yeah. you can <laughs> see like, this person, yes. this person is here. That's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's his point. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's kind of, there's there's mixed responses. Some people are like, wow, they're amazed and impressed. And then other people are like, that guy? I know that guy. I've known that guy my whole life. And it, the first thing that popped in my head was, okay, if you're having that kind of response, uh, don't we think that if we'd grown up knowing someone their whole life and never seen them made a, make a single mistake in 30 years, that that might have stood out? Yeah. yeah. We'd kind of go, something different about that one. Yeah. Which leads to my question. Is a mistake the same as sin? Well, we didn't answer the first one, though. D- did Jesus make mistakes? Because the first, the first part is, is Don Lemon saying, he's per- is he perfect, right? Or he was saying he wasn't perfect, <laughs> admittedly. Admittedly. <laughs> admittedly. Admittedly not perfect. So uh, I'm okay with splitting like mistakes from sin for the purpose. For the pur- yeah, for the discussion, yeah. Right? So I'm curious, where do we all land on that? Ooh. Well, we don't know what Don Lemon meant because his whole care. his whole discussion is discombobulated. So he, he probably doesn't even know what he means. Totally. So yeah. <laughs> but but uh, let's just imagine that <laughs> he didn't know. He's the, like, you smoking weed again? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know the alley he was throwing. Don. <laughs> so let's just make it whatever we want it yeah. want it to be. But but I am curious about that. Like if if Jesus existed, do we do each of us in this room believe that Jesus lived a sinless life? And a perfect life or a sinless life that may have also had human mistakes in it. This is super rich and complicated ground, and I'm going to keep saying some words right now as I try to cue up. <laughs> okay, a, a Don. An <laughs> yeah. um, uh, look, let me be clear. <laughs> <laughs> you have been watching a lot of CNN lately, haven't you? And, and again, Andy, um, <laughs> still haven't said anything. <laughs> Jesus 
so the the long the short answer would be Jesus was fully human to me and I, I think there's it's actually heretical and Scott will back me up on this it, to believe that Jesus was less than fully human there's this weird fully human fully divine inter twixion intertwix the 200 percent yeah there's this that weird math that but I, I think most Christians just have this default to, well, yeah, he's human, but he was God. So he knew, he knew everything when he was here. And I'm here to declare super boldly on national television that Jesus pooped. He probably had indigestion when he had some of that, some of that goat milk. Um, he, was full, he was fully human. What did, it, what did it look like for you guys growing up? Absent you know, any deviant behaviors. That's what it looks like for Jesus. Crying as a baby, uh, learning to walk, all those things that we take for granted. Very sinful. Super (laughs) sinful. Yeah. He probably cried at his mom. Um, and if you had the baby translator that will be developed, um, in the near future as (laughs) an app, he didn't honor his mother and father. he, He would probably break that commandment. He broke other commandments, uh, intentionally. To prove points. No. So I, I like how I said, um, well, he healed on the Sabbath. He, That's he, not breaking the com- not a commandment. commandment. Oh, broke the law. No, he didn't. <laughs> Welcome back, Scott. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're, not to, you're not allowed to say that about yourself. <laughs> Scott has rose again. The night is still young. So if, uh, we, if we make the distinction between, okay, doing things as a baby and Things that kids do that they're well, not necessarily aware yeah. of. Right. Did he do those things? Yeah. Well, let me let me just. I, I like how I said. I'm catching myself. I said to to make it short, and then I went on some diatribe. <laughs> Jesus was fully human in in a lot of ways that would probably make us now uncomfortable. Is my belief. Uh, so let's hear from the rest of you fools what it means for Jesus to be human. So um. When it comes to uh, sins and mistakes that we were talking about, I think it's the mistakes is in the eye of the beholder. Um, so if someone is in a relationship with Jesus, or we'll just keep it with Jesus, um, a mistake or a wrong, not a sin, because I think there's those are two different things. Um someone could feel that you wronged them. Like, oh, Jesus wronged me. He didn't heal me. He healed that person, but didn't heal me. So I've been wronged. I'm sick. And he healed that sick person. And Well, that's and, the other, that's a little different. Is but it? continue. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, if someone... Is it a mistake or is it <clears throat> Jesus sinning? Not sinning. Is it a mistake? It depends on the perspective of the person, of the population that's around someone who's actually witnessing um, their actions and their words. Um, So when, because we've talked about this, well, Jesus could have healed everybody, but but didn't. They healed this person and that person. Um, And we don't hear stories of people who feel like, and we don't know, were there people that were standing around just in awe of Jesus' ability to 
help others. And, but did they come to the realization? Did they have conversations like, you know, I've been, I've been wrong. I'm going to hold you to this a little me? bit. Do, do it. Bring you back to do it. What do you, th- what do you think about Jesus himself? What is Jeff Pearson currently? He's sinless. Okay. But how does it, how did, but we talked about mistakes and like the difference. Yeah. But that mistakes, like what is a mistake? If you put 18 year old Jesus on a basketball court, would he hit every shot? But does that, (laughs) you know that I, I do like the analogy. I have an amazing see, visual right now. I do like the analogy. Effort, Bruce no. Almighty. Effort uh, and I, mis- like I think effort and mistakes are are very different because uh, shooting three pointers is one thing, and you're making an effort to do your very best. Um, mistakes, like you asked Michael Jordan, was it a mistake to shoot this shot to win the game, and I missed. No, it wasn't a mistake. I was supposed to take that shot. For the listener, he just compared Michael Jordan to Jesus. And and we'll get into <laughs> more of this. often referred to as Black Jesus. But let's... By himself, he called himself that. Michael Jordan, <laughs> not, not actual Jesus. Actual Jesus did not call actual Jesus that, Black Jesus. I thought that was... That we, I thought that was... That, that we know of. That we know, of. <laughs> yeah, that we know of. We've, we haven't heard there otherwise. Are, there are many things it wasn't that Jesus said that are not report. recorded. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And if we find that other Dead Sea Scroll, maybe it will say, <laughs> like Jesus said, as Black Jesus. You're bringing up good stuff that we'll come back to as this unfolds. I'm guessing, but briefly. Oh, oh thank you, thank you, Zach. From I'm taking. <laughs> I grabbed the moderator duties. Uh, Scott, what's your name? Scott. It's been so long. Give us a brief. Jesus was sinless and uh, yeah. somehow fully human too at the same time. And then Andy, and then we'll get into this. Yeah. Right. So absolutely. Jesus was fully human and he under, um, he went through the same, um, temptations that we did, but he was without sin. Now as to what he did as a child. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, from, from the description of being sinless, I think it's a reasonable assumption to say or to come to conclude that he didn't um, sin even as a child. So if you want to call it a mistake, um, we'd, we'd have to talk about what that word mistake is. But even there, I still, I still don't think we have a, a I, I think we have more reason to think that he didn't make mistakes than to think that he did, even though he's human, because, because just the idea that he can undergo the same temptations that we do, and not sin. Well, I, Does it help to clarify a little bit? Like, what if we said um, perfection rather than mistakes? Yeah, well, so, I mean, Zach brought up, he, he pooped and he cried. I don't think that those things don't make him not perfect. Yeah. That. No, that's you're what I, was cr- to get, I like, would agree. That's why I tried to Torch get the, like, up the in the temple analogy. Right. Right. So are you closer to he hit... Over eighty five percent of basketball shots, <laughs> or one hundred percent. Right, right. He's he's more of a Steph Curry than a Shaquille O'Neal. Right, <laughs> for free throws. R- <laughs> right, well, and three pointers. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to hear a terrible Shaq impression? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I do I do like the analogy because that's what I mean. That's what the def, that's what sin is um, is to the miss the mark. But you're you're aiming at a target. You're actually aiming at the target 
that's what you're going for, but you miss. It's not like you're just wondering, you're not just like, uh, you know, randomly shooting. It's you're aiming at the target you're intending to hit and you miss. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, uh, separation from God is the other descriptor of sin, right? Well, that would be, that would be the outcome of sin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sin separates us. Um, sin separates you from God in your own mind, Andy. Keep going. Don't let Scott chime in. Don't let Scott chime in. No, it's okay. So it's easy for me to separate these two things. Um, I can, there's no mental gymnastics that I need to do to get on board with uh, Jesus was sinless. I think that um, um, living as a human being and and the the imperfections that exist as a human being um, are not the same as sin. I think that you can have these things too. These two things coexist. Love it. I totally. Think, I think Jesus can uh, exist with a forty-three percent jump shot on the court and still be Jesus. <laughs> still better than Shaq. <laughs> still, still better than suck Shaq. it, O'Neal. <laughs> I think he was pretty good. Oh, that's better. We're getting better. Uh, so, so, and that's why uh, I'm. I, I, I mean, I'm obviously reading subcontext and making assumptions when I refer to that section of scripture where you have people that are surprised and they're saying, the son of a carpenter? I knew him. I've known him forever. And that's why I think, like, if you if you just give it the common sense test, if we were growing up with that Jesus, the one who hits every shot would be selected for our team every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we would all know. Like, it would be obvious, right? That, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff would stick out. Um, I wonder, though, why the a- the absence of sin didn't have that same sort of effect it, it may it may have them because you know we we see kids that are we call goody two shoes and things like that or teacher's pet or uh, mama's um, i don't know about mama's boy but you know there are other things that we call people that are they're, they're not the bad kids they they do stand out so there there might have been there might have been that it just they just didn't equate that with being the Messiah, or maybe or if, being a prophet. When yeah. when yeah. Uh, a lot of the things that rub that. people the wrong way about Jesus' adult ministry was how he seemed to not be concerned with how he was perceived negatively by by people. He was going to do the thing that he needed to do and interact with the people he needed to interact with. It didn't matter how it looked, and so he got a he. There were rumors of him being a, a drunkard and a partier and all that stuff. And so imagine that growing up, like if he had some of that growing up, how many kids would just would think he was maybe worse than he was? Oh, that's an interesting slant. Yeah. So that uh, the perception became reality yeah, for it, other people. Like when I struggle with jealousy, it is that. When I see people, and usually it's just thinking about Jesus, the way he operated. That's the only time you struggle with jealousy? Yeah. Um, I've conquered every other form of jealousy ever. Um, but, you know, let's don't brag about me, Scott. Um, when bring I, out his pride. <laughs> just the ability to, to operate in the world like that. That's what, I, that's what I crave. I long for the ability to not... <clears throat> have any identity in what other people think of me. And the more the world moves in that direction individually, individual people moving in that direction, the more holistic and embodied people are and, and healthy and 
the more healthy the interactions become because it's like, oh, that person, you know, maybe they just had a shitty day and that's why they were taking that stuff out on me. It's not about me. It's about where they're at. And there's a story behind that. And you can kind of let some of those things go as opposed to the, the extreme alternative, which is like this person said that uh, I, I'm going to assume malevolence and uh, I'm, right. I'm offended, you know, right. whether or not you know the person at all. Most of the time you don't know anybody. It's all on social media. Right. Yeah. Give people the benefit of the doubt, I think, is a good strategy. So anyways, I'm I'm uh, I'm jealous of that. But I have a did you guys have anything to say right now? Jeff? <laughs> I did. Uh, did you grab a hold of that fruit? Did you? Coincidentally, the last episode Love we had truck. talked about, you guys had mentioned V for Vendetta. And I watched it last night, late, late last night. But there's this moment, and it's in regards to what you're talking about, being in this, like, for me, like, this moment with God, with the Father, where nothing else matters. Like, you've given everything over, and you are, what you see the Father doing is what you're going to do. You Like, there's nothing else. And in that movie, there's that moment where the character, uh, Natalie Portman, she's in a, like, a prison cell, and... And the main character, the V, he he asks her. Weaving. He asks her, um, like, do you tell me, you know, who it is or whatever they were, you know, whatever he was trying to do, and um, she's like, no, you know, I'll, I'll take death, and she's put everything aside and. And I think that's what Jesus did, put everything, like nothing else mattered except doing what he saw his father doing. And it's something we can't understand because Jesus being God and God being God and 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 Jesus being God's son, it, it you, you're going to, your mind's going to explode thinking about that. But Jesus as human... Speak for yourself. <laughs> Jesus as human walking the earth just as one of us living a perfect life, I don't think is difficult if you are willing to set everything aside with all of the guys. It's easy. It's so easy. Just set everything aside. (laughs) (laughs) What's the problem? And and, and some people, and I could see some people saying, well, it's much easier back then. I mean, there wasn't, there really wasn't as many things to pull pull you left and right. (laughs) You know, well, give a Caesar what Caesar's, you know, money. I don't, you know, Um, but if you had everything you needed, if you, if you knew everything I need, is on this path and I don't need to go anywhere else. And, and so I could see Jesus walking that path. We read the path that Jesus took and the stories and the miracles and the moments in time that, um, that we, that we know occurred and to think, uh, sinless. Absolutely. Making mistakes, I'm not even sure if he made mistakes. Like, mistakes like, what would that, I don't know, maybe taking an extra second to say, Father, you know, how do I take on this challenge today? I don't I don't know what that looks like, but the idea of mistakes I, I, and sin, 
I, I think he yeah. was flawless. Well, no mistakes. You have no mistakes, Jesus. Every jump shot, Jesus. So you just put sin. They, they didn't. They didn't. He didn't take forty shots. They didn't he even t- have basketball he would just, back then. He, he would just come out. That's where the for, God part comes yeah. in. Yes. Jesus. He would just come out with two seconds left. They give him the ball, and he's, he's popping it from forty to win the game. You know what so, I want to know? I just just to, just to land the plane. Is Jesus hitting every jumper? Just for my, because I like my analogy because I think it works for this. Does, I feel like I'm on Talladega and a bad you, Talladega nights. Are you are you in the camp of Jesus hits every jumper or not? Where Jesus is called, he hits every jumper. He hits every target that he aims at. Wow, that's not what Andy no, that's Andy not was what saying. I'm and uh, you know, forget these guys, Andy. I'll just say no. And sometimes he wasn't even aware where the basket was. How about that? <laughs> Again, because not until uh, the 1800s did uh, what's his face Naismith invent basketball. Anyway, it's, <laughs> I want to know the humor. I want to see. I want to see a tape playback, and it will be tape. It'll be like Betamax because that was a superior technology to VHS. Suck at VHS. But when you're when we're in heaven, I want to see the humor, like when Jesus is walking with disciples. And there's kids playing soccer, whatever version of soccer. And he farts and blames it on Peter. That. (laughs) Not only that, but the kids are playing soccer. The ball squirts away and he's talking and he's like, I only see what I only do what the father's doing. And it's some like John Lennon version of Jesus. (laughs) And he just punts the ball up into the bushes and the kids can't play anymore. And then like doesn't break stride. Totally deadpan. Keeps walking. Jesus has a British uh, comedy. Oh, there is that. There is that. Okay, crap. I'll find it. We'll put it in the show notes. Have you seen those videos on YouTube where the overdubs are Jesus? It's like a 1930s, 40s uh, movie of Jesus. And he talks like this. And he's like, hello, Peter. I know what you did last week. Wow. And I'm very disappointed. It's like Hannibal Lecter. Wait, is that (laughs) Silence of the Lambs? Oh, yeah. Right there. Right there with this guy. I'm very disappointed in you. (laughs) So here's, here's something related to... Maybe this is a, another wrinkle, or maybe not. You guys can be the judge. Jesus being a first century Jew, um, the, the typical knowledge of the cosmos wasn't what we have today. That sounds like a hashtag, hashtag first century Jew. It can be. <laughs> I'd hashtag that, put that on your shirt. <laughs> We'll make those shirts and we'll sell them in our store that we have set up right now. Um, Jesus probably believed in a flat earth because that's that was the idea of the cosmos. The, Seriously? Yes. I don't think he cared. Well, not that I'm just he saying, not that, that Jesus didn't care. That would have been that wasn't his, on the radar. What I'm saying, my human Jesus is somebody that doesn't have direct <laughs> like a download of all the information for all time. He's a product of his time. I like to picture my Jesus as lead uh, singer for Leonard's. Here it comes. I really hate that. <laughs> Boogity, boogity, boogity. Amen. Uh, Let's go yeah, racing. So, yeah, Zach, I... Um, well, I'm not saying that's a mistake. I'm just saying the knowledge of the way the world worked, he, I don't think he superseded that. Um, if Jesus was... If being human means anything, it would be an actual human. But I think we look back in history or the Bible and we think we're going to throw up all these scenarios. And I, I think there was a limited amount of scenarios it was just who needs help how can i be a good neighbor how can i be a good friend how can i be jesus and 
there wasn't so, I mean, really, if you look at our world, even today, you can narrow it down to like right and wrong or like opportunity to connect or not. Ooh, just black and white world. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't that's know if I sign on with that. <clears throat> Is it all right and wrong? Everything's gray in my book. missing a jump shot? Is that right or wrong? <laughs> I don't think it's a right or wrong with the jump shot. But when it came to Jesus, I don't think there was a thousand scenarios. I think it was just in the moment, like when we are in a moment and we can feel like I need to talk to this person or I need to say this. Like I can feel the Holy Spirit pulling me in this direction to make this statement or to to support this person, I'm doing it. And and I don't think there's mistake or certainly not sin in doing so. And I think Jesus walked the earth in just thinking about his neighbor constantly and then asking questions of people. And then at times, like, what have you done here? You know, this is wrong and calling things out. And and I don't think those are most, certainly not mistakes, and they're not sin. I don't think anyone's calling those mistakes. I think I'm just. I don't think about, any like, of it is just normal stuff. Like he's learning to become a carpenter. He didn't hit the nail perfectly. Right. He. he like, how, these are human. How does these a are, human this is being, being a human? How like, do you're any learning of the, things? Yeah. How many do? How many of us gain any wisdom without mistakes? Yeah. Um, none of us. That's the way you grow. Yeah. Um, maybe you take in a small percentage of what your parents tell you. Like, listen, I've, I could tell my kids, I've done this before, and I, I have already had some of these conversations. Like, I have been in your shoes, little lady. That's that, why they don't fit anymore, because I stretched them out. Yeah, I, I, ha- I, tore, I tore them. <laughs> Sorry, for Christmas, you're getting another pair of shoes. <laughs> Sorry. And you wanted the other thing that I can't think of right now, because I'm not clever. Um. I've had you, you have that conversation. You can tell them exactly what to do in that situation because you've done it before. And nine times out of ten, they need to do it themselves and experience yes. loss or pain or mistake. And I don't think that's the same thing as sin. And I think that's sin is a tr- sin is like a moving line culturally. Like depending on the culture you're you're operating in, what is perceived as sin is going to change, and it changes throughout time missionaries will tell you this like if you're in the mission field in x country do not do this because it will be you you will be sinning to those christians and it will be a problem you are going to hurt their dare i say walk i heard i heard a story about a missionary who was i forget what country but he said if you if you ask if you ask a dude about how their family is doing he will be insulted uh, He'll be insulted by that, and he's even he's even seen cases where the man will be so offended that he'll kill the person to regain his honor just for asking how his wife and kids are doing. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, and knowing that guy's wife and kids, I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean Carol is something else. <laughs> I wish that was the case. I mean, it was that uh, was the case in America, so we could talk about things that were. More people would be accountable to more in-depth conversations as yeah. opposed to how's the weather, how's your family, how's your job. Yeah. Now, I, I know in this case, I, I think I think defining whether or not Jesus sinned would be, you know, according to right, yeah, the, cultural sins, not the cultural is a different sins. level than like yeah. a, a whatever universal sin for all time is. 
That's right. a different question. That's why this conversation is so beautiful. And no matter what we say tonight, profound though it is, and it is profound. Could be a mistake. We don't know. Um, it, we can't <laughs> cover all the bases. I, I think what's important is when you talk about Jesus being a first century Jew and it is hashtag important. first century Jew, Scott, get it right. <laughs> um, I, I think it's important when it, when it comes to the statements we have that we have recording of Jesus saying. So those statements in the in the Gospels. Um, hey, look, Peter. I admit I'm not perfect. <laughs> no yeah, way. That, that if, if you're going to take if yeah taking that idea that he's a first century Jew and then and then interpreting scripture to the point where you're like, well. Jesus could be wrong here because he was a first century Jew after all. I, I think there's a lot that you need to be very, very careful about doing that. You might be overstepping your bounds. You're not who's, wrong. Who's making that argument? Nobody. People have. Well, I, no. I might. But I'm not, not right here. Now. But I not have here. a question. I, I think Zach has before. All right, let's, make, <laughs> I, let's give it to somebody. I think what what Zach, he, said, he says people have. Bring it. <laughs> like bring have. it. Hurry. Before, Zach, I need no dose. What hurry. Do you mean people? Zach. Zach has These hinted people. at that before. Has hinted that Jesus... <laughs> well, it's more... I, I don't... I think what I've learned to do, for better or worse, and I right now I think better, maybe later it'll be worse. Sin. I reserve the right to change my mind. The, uh, Mistake. Having, having the ability to not be afraid to just ponder these things, have, have these mind experiments. It doesn't change what Jesus was or wasn't. It's just... There's a lot of gaps. If we're going to think about Jesus' humanity, all we have are what's in the scriptures. It doesn't make it wrong to maybe ponder what it must have been like, boots on the ground, because the scriptures were recorded for specific reasons that the author intended. And, uh, God. No, but we'll talk. That's a different episode. <laughs> God didn't write, no, the, gotta, God didn't write the Bible. I like it, Jeff. You can't divert to that one. That's where we need the air horn. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. It's funny. The um, people tried to did try to fill in the, the gaps of Jesus' early life. There's like the infancy gospel of Thomas. Yeah, and they try to fill in. Uh, Isn't there weird stuff in that? By the way, where yeah. he's like messing with birds. Yeah, so he he makes as a Prince child. He he yeah does a clay bird. If they were crows, then and I'm then, all for that. And then brings it, bring, and then brings the birds to life. Oh, I wouldn't do that. I would, I would just throw mm. crows. And in I hell. think there's, there's one where he, um, uh, one of the kids makes fun of him or something, and he kills the kid, and then the people get mad, and then he, he brings the kid back to life. Do you remember that? Uh, this is a long time ago. Uh, the Twilight Zone episode where there's like a kid in a town. Who God, has, are you older than Jeff? How old <laughs> are you? <laughs> I remember growing up and on 4th of July they would have the, the Twilight Zone marathon. There was some episode where there was like a kid who had ultimate power in this town, like this 1950s town, and everybody just like kowtowed to him like, hey, hey, Billy, how's it going? Did you want a soccer today? I think I've seen oh, it. Didn't he kill yes. his mom or something? Oh, like he was just like, yeah, you don't want to make Billy mad. He don't like him when he's, he's mad. Satan. <laughs> it was, it's so weird. Sorry. But I yeah. imagine that maybe they took that from those. Uh... <laughs> oh, potentially, yeah. <laughs> These uh, pseudopigraphal. Or, or maybe the fact that it's yeah. the Twilight Zone. The Gospel of Thomas took it from the Twilight Zone. That would be a Twilight Zone episode. Even better. Um, So, question. 
did Jesus have a sex drive? Maybe this is what what Scott was thinking of, like down the. I don't know what you were not that specifically, but yeah. Do you have okay. a specific example I brought up <laughs> that you were talking about? If you do, chamber it. When, uh, when you were mentioning like some people. Oh um, no, I was just thinking in in general. I don't remember when you because I know said, we have we yeah. have when you said that. I don't. Is that controversial? Yeah. Are we theorizing, is, well, or, or is this something I mean, in the Jesus Bible? Could Jesus identify with? I mean, um, not for most ha- people. Half of the could no serious question though, because I think most Christians or most people, anybody that thinks Jesus was a special thing that was somehow more than us, but also us, probably hasn't thought too much about Jesus' sex drive growing that, up. That's or, funny that you've. Are, it feels like you're implying that that's a bad thing. And no, I'm not. I bring it up to maybe hopefully people think like, because for a lot of Christians, sex is, is like a dirty subject you don't really talk about. And to me, it's like Jesus, Jesus being a dude with a sex drive, woke up with boners, uh, maybe had wet dreams. How often do you think about this? I mean, yeah, those are biological (laughs) things that occur that. Yeah. Probably like I, that for me, that doesn't feel that controversial. It, like, did Jesus masturbate? No. That's the interesting one. <laughs> That's the one. That oh, was. yeah. We talked about this. He'd be in oh. caves with the hieroglyphics and, and stick figures. What? And, and I'm not... Oh, yeah. Oh, you we, guys weren't privy I, to that know, conversation. I, I think first, first and foremost, we need to be as respectful as we can. Um, so, yeah, we could talk about it, but, I mean, well, that'd be nice. Okay, and n- noted. And I'm not. I'm honestly. I'm not bringing it up to be flippant or to. Neither am I. Push the envelope, but I think it's. I think it's an important thing. If Jesus experienced all that we experienced, like that's that's one of the drivers that people use to get people to, the cross, is that Jesus like knows everything what it means to be you. He's been through all those struggles. Um. And conquered them. But I think the misunderstanding is like, uh, Jesus, like, you know, he didn't stop spanking it. Jesus never spanked. Like when you're a youth pastor, that these are real conversations that whether you say them explicitly or not, it's implied like, you know, to, if you met, and for a lot of people less in our part of the country than others, masturbating, put you in danger of hell. Like these are serious things that have, have, in honor of Scott, I just stopped myself from, from using the F word. These oh. are things that have messed people up seriously that they are unpacking as adults sexually because of all the don't do this, don't do this, you better not do that. You know, because of the we have this moralizing view of sin that's like these little details of do's and don'ts. And I think that's missing the boat on what sin is potentially. But anyways, Jesus and masturbation like is ma- which leads, like, if you believe masturbation is wrong, obviously he shouldn't have done it. Don't waste your seed. Are you quoting scripture, Jeff? Are you uh, trying to? No, I am. <laughs> it's somewhere in the Bible. That, that leads to another thing, that um, ancient understanding of, of creation Scott's of... turf fertilizer. Don't waste your seed. <laughs> I can't wait till you work for Scott's. Um, that actually is a interesting point in that the, the view of how babies were made 
the man held the life. The seed was the life. The women, the woman was, there was no knowledge of eggs or how the women contributed to, to the making of life. It was basically like the man plants the life in the woman and the woman is a vessel. Yeah, she's a helper. That is not, Help me. that is not biology. That's not how making babies is made, but that would have been their understanding. So when you say don't waste the seed, when you've been given a commandment to do certain things or procreate in certain ways, that's an Old Testament passage you're referencing, True. Jeff. Yes, um, I know. Th- there's more of a contest than <laughs> context than... It was uh, don't spill your seed on the ground it was, the, <laughs> was the thing that you were quoting. Spill it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's referring to one guy. <laughs> that, that guy was disobeying right. God. That, that's and the that context is the only verse... I think that Christians have used to say don't masturbate. Mm. So I'm here to say to everybody. Oh, here it comes. Masturbate. <laughs> Can I guess what you would say, Scott? I think you would say that, that Jesus would have had the same urges, but it's whether he chose to act on them or not. Right. Would be the right. difference. Right. Right. That he's tempted. Yeah. Tempted in every way that we were. Yes. But without sin. Yeah. So he didn't act on those temptations. Right. Yeah. right. So is, he wanted to steal some fruit, and he's like, no, 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 no. He wanted Did to. Did you grab a hold of that fruit? <laughs> he wanted to. He wanted to. <laughs> I thought you were setting me up. No, I, that was good, though. I mean, yeah, I was totally setting you up. Come on, guys, uh, act like you've been here before. Come uh, on. No, he didn't grab a hold of that fruit. <laughs> <laughs> However, if, if masturbation is, I guess it depends on if you think masturbation is wrong, and then we can get off that topic, because I know for a certain percentage of people, every time I say masturbation, it's like, oh, please don't. I'm uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's wrong. It's, I think it's, it's like most things, and this is what I think sin is. Well, one of the things sin is, it's not the particular thing, it's how the particular thing is being done. Or, or a combination of those. Yes, yes. There's, I would say there's caveats to that, but generally, like bad language. It's not the physical words you're using, because words change and the meanings change in the context of, of the culture you're in. Um, how you are doing things can be hurtful and sinful, like you and it's not the, the actual yeah, thing itself. You could say the N-word in a really nice way, and then, oh man, that, that makes it sound, it just... Can you get? I can't hear Scott's mic. Have you? Yeah, I'm. Cut, I can't. I, it's my face. I, I didn't catch that. <laughs> it's his face. It's not the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think yeah, I, I would agree with you, Zach, that there are some things that are falling fall into that, that down category. Timestamp that. Scott I agreed. wonder. I do wonder about this a little bit because it, is there any? Uh, let me throw this this uh, jump ball out here. I'm going to keep going with basketball metaphors because I've missed basketball so much. I love L.A. Uh, is, is there any part of a slippery slope to applying um, cultural relevancy or cultural relativism to sin? Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what uh, Jesus talks about that with the, uh, the Pharisees. He rebukes the Pharisees a number of times for uh, adding things to the law. And then right. when people broke those traditions, they consider that sin. And yeah, Jesus talked about that. Um, but then the Pharisees would, they were hypocrites. They would do other things yeah. um, because they had, they had uh, convinced themselves that when they did it or, or 
somehow their interpretation of the law was such that they could perform those things in a certain way and it not be sin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's, yeah. Well, and I thought of that example that you gave earlier, which was, uh, in such and such a country, missionaries have determined that, you know, if, if you asked a man how his family was doing, that was, so, so there's, I guess I'm trying to separate cultural offense versus a sin. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and if you commit a cultural offense, is that, does that directly mm. equal sin? So I, if I could, if I could jump in there, because I know question. Zach was going to say something, but I think that goes to a little bit to what Zach was saying that it's the way that you do it. So if you if you know something's a cult, culturally un, inappropriate, but you mm. if you like with a it's a difference with a terrible it's a heart different sin than maybe. that you right. the sin is not in what you're doing, but yeah, in that you're doing it to maybe offend someone. Yeah, I get it. Which is a little different than the scenario setup, which is like, yeah, how's your family doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you do that so they attack you so then you can shoot them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In this really weird scenario that we've just <laughs> laid out here, which seems unlikely, but, but like yeah. entrapment. Yeah, I, I think it, I think what I'm trying to draw a distinction between is um be, between like uh, a, a cultural norm that you would might be violating versus like a universal uh sin that is based on morality. In this scenario, you have someone engaging that I don't. I, I'm not aware of the the cultural mores that are related to the area that I'm in. I, I didn't know that was a thing you weren't supposed to say, and and right. and I do this thing. It sounds like we're all on board with saying that's not a sin. Yes, you may have pissed somebody off and may have offended them, but that's not a sin. Yeah, and I think there might be a. Well, I think there is a good argument to say the reason in the new testament why certain things aren't certain things we now find gross um slavery jesus never like condemned yeah. slavery now leaving aside the argument that was it the same slavery that in fact he gives affected america using slave examples. right leaving all that aside um the reason but okay resetting a little bit you can make a progression out of slavery and out of uh, certain gender norms that were fine then. And now we we've seen a bigger picture. Now you can paint a trajectory using the Bible um, out of those things. And I think part of the reason why at the time slavery wasn't condoned, it's like this, this was their culture and I think there's an. This is how you operate within that culture. And what do you mean slavery wasn't condoned? Slavery was condoned. Yes, mm-hmm. slavery opposite. opposite. Yes, thank you. Um, pulling people out of that requires incremental steps. That's the way people change. They don't change very rarely. I know there's some examples of like flashpoints, conversion experience, 180 degree life change. That's the one percent. Um, that's I for, hate the one percent. I know. Paul, Paul of Tarsus, man, that guy, the one percent. Anyways, people who have those changes are great. Jeff experienced a little bit of that when he saw Jesus. Um, I didn't have that. Most people don't. Most people change. Now, forget about conversion experiences. Just how do you change your mind on any one thing? It's never like, oh, here's new data. I will change. It's always 
little incremental things, little seeds that get planted. And I think, so I think that's why in the Bible, those things aren't condoned or are condoned, apparently condoned, but there's also subversive meaning in those texts that are like, yeah, but you're all equal still. There's things leading out of that, which is a good, which I think ties into what Andy was saying about being in a different culture and why you things can, are perceived as sin. I can see sin. Jesus planting those seeds when he like speaks to the Samaritan woman, which was like a kind of a cultural no-no, right? Like crossing some some cultural boundaries that that would have been frowned upon, and it and I so maybe that's a good example of what you're describing there, where he kind of like starts to step step a little bit outside, and, and even let's the, move the ball forward. Yeah, and, and even in those areas that uh, like where he's butting heads with the Pharisees. On some of the uh, on some of the the what you'd mentioned earlier is like the the additional laws that were put on laws on laws on laws. He pointed at Scott. Yeah. Um, so I think that makes sense. Um, I'm not going to try to like sugarcoat it, but because uh, I don't have the information top of mind right now, but I do feel also that I've in the past I've read that what slavery looked like then uh, may have been different than more modern times. Just in terms of like, uh, yeah, the actual terms. Yeah. That are, I, it's hard. I, I I hesitate to even start to say that because it goes down slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even want to do that. Yeah. But but I would encourage people to just dig into the actual context of the New Testament. It's, yeah, it may it may be different, but the idea of controlling other people is uh, that goes cross culture and yeah. is not great. <laughs> I do I do think that. Um, I do think that if Paul or Jesus like were dropped into our culture today in America, American Christianity, let's just say, my opinion is they'd be like, oh, like to certain churches, like you don't let any women talk in church at all. Like uh, now we're you, getting we're getting. Like, no, I know, I know. But it's it is like the culture thing. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think opinion, they would rest in a church. It's an extent. It's an extension of the progression that I believe that the New Testament is doing with some of these things with gender norms or um, or gender roles. <laughs> I would say gender roles. Whoa! You built a building. <laughs> <laughs> what? They let you have credit cards. All you do in this building is church things. <laughs> yeah. What? No, and they no, wouldn't have done that. They had nowhere no, else. They wouldn't have done that because they had synagogues that were dedicated. No, yeah, and, but, and I don't. I don't. Yeah. No, I, I don't get the point. Yeah. Yeah. Christians didn't have synagogues. <laughs> no, but the Jews and the Christians would go and meet in the synagogues. And play. Or I mean, they would go. They would go in and the preach. Jewish synagogue. They would go to preach. They would go preach in yeah. the synagogue. Yeah, Jesus was Jewish. Andy. Yeah. I know, you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about Did Christians, Paul, I'm not talking about Jewish. They well, would, a lot of the Christians were Jewish they, in the early church. It, That's a yeah, good they, topic we should talk in another two hours God, about. Yeah. Go, Scott. I say they, they preached in the synagogue on the on the Sabbath, and then they met on the first day of the week, which was Sunday, the Lord's Day, in their houses. And Andy, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they played hoops. <laughs> They didn't play hoops on on the Sabbath. I'm though. picking Jesus first every time. <laughs> but he, he hit his target according to every time. theology. <laughs> Jesus Curry. By hoops, it was rocks and small wicker baskets, and some people got hurt. But it's what they had at the time. Yeah, but never because of Jesus's shots. Never, ever. <laughs> oh, anyways, anywho. 
Right. Wow, this is robust. So you, I didn't get everybody skirted masturbation, but me. Go ahead. We, we didn't even get to the. Um, don't, don't go back to that. Uh, yeah, the, the main statues. topic. The statues. I think. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to avoid. That. Oh, okay. There's plenty of people that can go to plenty of podcasts to talk about unless yeah. you can give a little sentence and that's it. Uh, I just yeah. If if are you interested in statues? Why well, I, I didn't I didn't. I'm get the, the deification. Yeah, me too. Why? Why? Why go to the deification? Who's I don't know. Like if, as if someone's worshiping these statues or the people, because I mean, I'm with every, you on this. I mean, Scott. People make statues and it's commemoratory. It's not right. necessarily for deification. I, I didn't get that. I don't part. know. If Don Lemon got what he was trying to say. No, it's possible, yeah. but I, I do think, um, depending on the culture you're in, even within this country which has many different cultures tearing down a certain it does go yeah. ahead sorry yeah there it are does different people here uh, and they have different backgrounds <laughs> continue sorry Zach I'm sorry well there aren't different cultures where Jeff lives <laughs> well Jeff were you being sarcastic or were you being serious I was being sarcastic okay kind I didn't of. think you were be you were be uh, words <laughs> Hey, Warby. Guys, now we're at the portion of the show. Maybe we should take a break and Brought mention our sponsor. By Warby Parker. <laughs> <laughs> this slur brought to you by Joe Biden. <laughs> it's Bo Jiden at this point. Because I'm Dick Slux. You know the thing. Hey, hey, Zach, could you come over here so I can smell your hair? That's terrible. He whispered from behind. <laughs> Where was I? There are many cultures and people in many cultures. Okay, so the idea, certain statues getting torn down. Let's just take a statue of a Confederate general. Robert E. Lee. Whoever. Yeah. That statue being taken down, I don't care at all. But I did not grow up in the South. I don't have that frame of reference. And let's just take somebody from the South that... They they don't want that statue. They don't want to maintain that statue because they're racist. I think the majority of the of people in the South, that's not the reason they're upset about that. That's a super complicated question that I'm not prepared. I'm not going to make any type this of is, final answer. You know what? This is stupid. My, they're not. They're not. Nobody's upset about those statues. But nobody's upset about the statues. This is again besides the point. Or at least besides my The whole point, thing is. I don't think it matters. I, I don't think. I agree. Ultimately, though, the images of people, there is a certain worship that gets put up with our founding fathers. And then when there's criticism against, let's just call it criticism. There's an offense taken because we have an idea about these people that has become more than what they actually were. These were just people that were doing the best they could at the time. What does that step, statue represent? And yeah, that's it, what it comes down right, to. Right? It, right. Does it represent the slavery aspect? Right. I, don't, I don't think well, people are really I can't yeah. stop thinking of the term statue of limitations. <laughs> Dad <laughs> joke. I don't know what that means. I don't even know what it really means, but I think I do. <laughs> Which means we only have so much to talk about this topic. <laughs> no, I mean, but, I've got, yeah. But the, the, uh, I don't. I, I, I do think that it's what it represents is an argument, but I think most people they have 
they have an idea about the person that is more than that person actually was. And it's usually the people that are pissed off. It's the best things about that person. It's not all the shit they were into. It's not all the terrible things they did. That's not what they're thinking about. And honestly, um, to, to pull a Don Lemon here, I think most Christians, when it comes to pic- picturing Jesus, it's like, it's, it's more than the human Jesus. And for better or worse, sometimes, sometimes both to bring it back to Jesus. And then I'll, I'll try to make this concise and then you guys can talk about what, whatever, or critique me. And I'm are, sure you, are you bringing it back to Don Lemon or Jesus right now? Well, to bring it back to Jesus, I think, I think most Christians in America, their idea, Jesus is the person that gets them out of hell. The good news to them is Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, he gets you out of hell. And they miss the complete picture of Jesus' human life and what it means to be human. And so personally, um, my personal, uh, to bring this, to bring this back to me personally, I just said that, I'm sorry, I'm struggling. (laughs) Bear with me. Or a version of personally. (laughs) I just want to know what you think, Zach. (laughs) Okay. Well then I'll tell you what I personally think. What's it mean to you? Um, in my, in my, when I'm in my most agnosticy periods, and I waver on that sometimes, the the humanity of Jesus is a beautiful thing that really helps me anchor. Like these pic, depictions in the gospel of Jesus of Nazareth and how he operated, how he treated people that were not the insiders but the outsiders. And his call to love your enemies as yourself, because that's what his father does. Like what when I waver on faith, like um not like, I'm saying like a lot. Uh when I waver on faith, <laughs> that human Jesus is an anchor point and it's a beautiful thing. And um Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, is that why you brought up the masturbating? Do you want to tell us something? Keep explaining. <laughs> <laughs> go on. I want to go back to the jealousy thing. I mean, was that an admission? <laughs> oh, I, well, I wish I was like Jesus. Yeah. Okay. No, I was like, but anyway. Maybe jealousy was a bad choice of words. Okay. But I, I, wish, like, I, I wish I could operate like, and uh, I wish I could operate like anyone and Jesus being a good example of it that does not care they have their idea of what they need to do in a situation and they don't care about what other people think. Mm. But anyways, the do human, feel, the human Jesus is the anchor point for me. Um, that, is, that supersedes wherever my faith is. Is that an anchor point for you? Because, um, because Jesus understands every part of the struggle that you as a human encounter. I don't think about it like that so much. That's a great question, and it is a great question. Don't stop that, Jeff. Um, but one of the one of the means of describing what Jesus did on the cross is like the moral exemplar. Is that that's one of the theories of atonement that is very humanistic and less like Jesus appeased God, died, and then ascended to heaven. No, it's like Jesus just gave us the perfect example of doing what it took and giving himself up, even though it was going to kill him, 
And that is the more example we follow. It's kind of that. I guess it's like the ultimate example of. Yeah. My question is a little bit different though. Like, does it at least make you feel better to know that he, he knows the level of struggle that you will encounter or he knows the level. He intimately knows how difficult it is to be a human, how difficult temptation is. And it's not like he read about it in a book one time and it was, or it was described. <laughs> well, to he's him. going to the bathroom. <laughs> he's like, Oh, this is pretty good. Uh, technically that, I have to wipe because I'm, you know, hundred percent, whatever, you know what I mean? Jesus had a steady diet of psyllium husk, which means no wiping. If you guys haven't tried psyllium husk, do it. Perfect poops. Hashtag perfect poop. Hashtag first century Jew. Um, but so I, I guess what my question is, is do you find comfort in that or does that not even matter to you? Because in spite of Jesus understanding and knowing the level of temptation that you as a human will encounter, uh, knowing that he didn't sub- succumb to the temptation still sets a bar that feels too high. Um, it's less that it feels like a lot of what you're saying assumes the narrative of Jesus being alive today. And if, and what I'm talking about is like, regardless of that, whether or not that is a thing. I don't know what you mean by the, like Jesus dying and like you, you were using like Jesus in the present tense now, but looking back, I'm saying like, if what, what if Jesus was just a dude, didn't ascend, didn't, oh, wasn't made, raised sorry. from the dead? I made that. Sorry, I did make that assumption that you believe that Jesus well and was I, raised from the dead. I'm I'm with you on that. That's generally. more important. Uh, do, no, you, I, do you believe that? <laughs> no. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes no. Sometimes I. Uh, I'm not saying no. I don't believe that. Generally, I'm with you. But but there's there's times where it's like. What if no? What if this is just what people wrote about a guy? Like, what if it was very human and that's all it was? Um, yeah, I think there are dangers on both sides. No, if you overemphasize, I, well, it's it's difficult to overemphasize his deity, but uh, if you don't recognize that his his humanity, yeah, there's a problem. But I think it's also, uh, I, th- I think it's it becomes very problematic if you overemphasize his humanity. So, yeah. that, that's true. And that's, but that's not so much what I'm talking about. It's more of just a personal admission of, um, w- when my faith is in like, what, what do I know and see in the here and now? Uh, it's the humanity of Jesus is something going back to it with that. That is, uh, does it feel more tangible an easier way to connect that? You know, that Jesus knows what it's like, what it's like to be a human more or less. Yes. Even, even if, even if this whole death resurrection and that one day Jesus is going to come back, even if that's not true, the belief that um, loving like Jesus did and the love of enemies and forgiving those uh, and praying for your persecutors, that has the power to make the world a better place in the here and now. And I can have a faith that I, I don't decide what is ultimately true. And so I can... I think those are good things. Does that rely yeah. on, on you knowing that Jesus was 100% human as well as 100% divine? Or can those things exist outside of that? Well, whatever 
divinity means exists outside of my understanding. And I feel like I have glimpses sometimes, but it's more the humanity that I can drill into. When, if, I, if I'm in intense periods of doubt, I can yeah. always drill into that humanity and find uh, something to anchor me to that I think is transcendent. Do you connect the humanity piece more or the divinity piece more to um, the example that you give, which was like loving others? I think that's, I think if Jesus was the perfect human, that's, that's where it's at is loving others, praying for persecutors, loving the enemies. But it, so I, Andy, your question is, do you, like the origination of Jesus love, like at, from him? No, I was, what I was trying to figure out is cause it started with understanding what, what the importance of Jesus humanity was for Zach in mm-hmm. his just understanding of who Jesus is and what that, what the benefit was there. But the examples that you gave, Mike, it changed it a little bit because I, I wondered if the examples that you gave existed outside of whether or not a, a Jesus being human, like these seemed like precepts that, that could, that could function without knowing whether or not Jesus was hundred percent human, hundred percent. Yeah. Self-sacrificial love, I think transcends everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, it's the most difficult love to do and the most rewarding and it has the power to change the world. And I think it's, it's the heart of the gospel. Like we could quibble, quibble over details of how it's expressed, but and maybe, maybe the, and I think me believing Jesus, it's true transcends yeah. whether or not I have a firm faith or not. Which is, well, definitely. Yeah, that's fair. And that's kind of what I was explaining, which was like, mm-hmm. or not explaining, but asking, which was, you can believe that without having to touch the impact of Jesus' humanity. Faith. Jeff raised his hand. Zach, as you as you were talking, got me thinking about did was Jesus here to model behavior? Was he here for a sacrifice? Um you guys have any thoughts on that? Does it have to be an either or? Right. Uh it it could right. be both. 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 But, but the reason I'm struggling with that is because Jesus wasn't like we don't see stories of Jesus' marriage and Jesus' offspring. I mean, we don't... What does that matter? Uh, because that's the question about modeling. Because within the Bible, it's like, I'll make a helper. And and so we, we have, as men, we have wives. And we're to be one, which is why I asked the question, are we to model? Was Jesus... I'm sorry. Did Jesus come to model behavior or to um, be here as a sacrifice because he certainly leveraged himself as perfection. There was nobody um, who said, um, you're leading the witness, Jeff. Do you not think that Jesus Sorry. You asked the question. Yeah, sorry, CNBC, Fox News. I'm just, uh, I'm trained, brainwashed. And we got, we probably got to start landing this thing. Well, I'm landing it. I do, I, I do think that Jesus. Flaps her down. I do think that Jesus. <laughs> or up. Examples of love do not have to be, uh, I think they can, can apply to all situations. I don't think that just because he said, uh, this one specific, or didn't say, this one specifically for men married to women, 
like I, I don't think it doesn't mean it doesn't apply. Like he gives you these universal concepts of love, right? That are that work wherever you put them. I'm really tempted to not ask a question after your question, though. Which is, I, do you think Jesus knew the Bible was going to be made? Do you think he knew it was going to be made? As it is now, no. And then he just knew that these Scott says were yes. Come. And then what? what? He what? knew that. Then he knew these other parts of the scripture were going to be published. And disseminated well, the rest of the Bible, basically. Right. Scott says yes. Yeah. I say no. Jeff says well, I'm going to go I, I sleep. I think that's a reasonable. Yeah, it's a reasonable right. assumption. Yeah. And right. by the way, for a future episode, we yes. should talk about the idea of what the scripture meant then, and and oh, that'd be and good its idea for the rest of time. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And Jeff, what you were just saying, you have stuff chambered that you're passionate about that is deserving of more conversation than what we can give it now. Uh Oh, thank you, Zach. <laughs> but yeah, Jeff, we'll edit that out. Yeah, Jeff. I was thinking of moral examples that, that Jesus gave that the things that he did. Um, and that'd be interesting to look up. Like what are the, what are, what are specific examples of Jesus doing something that we should model? Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, he talked, he talked a lot about it. Right, but is there some? What, what are the things that he he did specifically? And that'd be interesting. That's a good uh, teaser. Interesting. What are you guys consuming? Ooh, I like it. What are you guys consuming, Jeffrey? What have you been consuming? Don't ask me. Ask Scott. No. He's been gone the longest. Uh, he watched uh, V from Vendetta. Yeah, that's true. V, <laughs> oh, yeah. v from Vendetta. You. Be, it's been two weeks. Three, yeah, two or three weeks, something like that. Yeah, you guys talk like it's been forever. It feels long. It, it feels really As long. You're in here, I'm realizing how hard. much. I've missed you. Oh, the man. voice in this in this conversation. I appreciate that, guys. You're making me feel really good. When you're not it's here, important. we don't feel like we miss you. Right. But when you're back, <laughs> right. you guys we like, feel man, like we miss so you. glad Scott's not here. Show, I realized how much. Okay. I didn't say, if I did, I said how much I miss you. <laughs> it could be a little bit. <laughs> it could be one percent. Uh, in in the last two weeks, what have you been consuming? Uh, I started reading a book by Greg Boyd. Dr. Greg Boyd, uh, God at War. I, Guest of the podcast. Yeah, he's been on the podcast. I just smacked my lips. Um, I bought that book probably in 2003 or four or something. It's a beast of a book. Um, well, it looks like it. It's called God of War. Lots God, of notes. God at War. God at War. Yeah, the actual book is only 279 pages, but then there's, yeah, 100 plus pages of notes, Whoa. which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's more. It's written kind of scholarly, right? It's uh, yeah, or academically. He, he's saying he, he's he says he's trying to to bridge the gap between the two. Okay. And so, if you want a more popular um, level, you just you just read the text and don't go to the notes. But if you want, the but there's scholarly, no pictures in it. I don't I, front maybe the front on so the I can't front. Re- I can't read it on the front. You're right. The cover has a picture. Okay. All right. <laughs> is he? He's not Scottish, is he? No, oh, I think uh, if he drilled back in his past, yes, but there's no accent there. Not officially. Okay. Yeah. So I it, knew another yeah. Greek boy. He um, it's he talks about just the warfare model of of God um, and the in the examples of where, where it shows the angels doing battle against the dark spiritual forces. Oh, that's interesting. Spiritual warfare. Yeah. How is it so far? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. 
I'm actually agreeing with him. I, there's stuff like the atonement that I would disagree with Boyd on. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's good. In the reverse version of this question, something you're not consuming is your road bike. Not consuming my road bike because someone is probably someone. chopped it up and parted it out. What stolen, happened? man. I didn't. Lo- I didn't lock it up. It w- you know, I rode it. I was riding it. Yeah. And then um, I parked it next to my mountain bike. My mountain bike was locked. Road bike wasn't locked. Oh, turns they, out they got it, man. And then, and I talked to the security guard, and they said, "Well, I talked to I talked to the front desk, and they said the security guard saw the person and chased him, but couldn't catch him." Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we, and we've had a, other other bikes been since then. There, Scott and the security guard are doing wind sprints. Should have t- yeah. tried to mediate yeah. that. Tase him, bro. Scott, Andy? wait, wait, oh, wait, Scott. Sorry. When you go to heaven, if you show up and Jesus is riding your bike, <laughs> what will you feel? Oh, man. <laughs> what type man. Of Jesus, why the hell did you steal my bike? <laughs> I'll take that, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you are you. a sinner. <laughs> Uh, I get you, one Jesus. a year. <laughs> uh, I am consuming. Uh, okay, here's a weird one. Uh, some a lot of times I get um, insomnia, and so when that happens, I will put in uh, headphones, and then I will listen to something and try to fall asleep. You should well, just call me. Last night, <laughs> I'm trying to fall asleep. <laughs> that wouldn't help me fall asleep. Uh, last night I put in. Uh, the comedian Josh Bell, uh, no, no, Josh Blue. I apologize, Josh Blue. And uh, Josh Blue is a comedian who has cerebral palsy, and he is super funny. And go look up Josh Blue. You probably recognize him. I think he was on like Last Comic Standing. Yeah, or something like I that remember. Him. Uh, so I've been listening to to Josh Blue. And then the second part is, which is also like a connection. My dad has cerebral palsy. It's not the same. It doesn't manifest the same in everybody and looks very different. Anyway. And the other thing is Alone, the survival show on Netflix, mm-hmm. where they drop people off in the Arctic and they leave them there. They are allowed to take 10 survival items. And if they want to, they can take a picture of their family, friends, or whoever. Right. That is optional. The photo is optional. And I will say... It's a little bit of spoiler, but I'm not totally going to give it away. There's one person who was set, had everything they needed, had six days of food in their storage, had an incredible shelter built, and the guy phoned it in because he was like, I miss my wife, I miss my family. And he brought the photo. He's a... Uh, and he, he brought... And yeah. I swear that the photo was the thing that did him in. Mm. So yeah. anyway, alone That's on good. Netflix, it's good. That's good. Uh, my thing is short. What I'm what I'm consuming, in addition to Hamilton uh, by proxy, because my kids just don't stop playing the music or having it on the TV. We said we we're going to talk about musicals anymore. Well, yeah. Well, that's just <laughs> built into the cake. You can hit the music right now, all right, if you want. But I'm reading the Anatomy, or it's called Anatomy of the State by Murray in Rothbard. If you're interested in anarchism, read this book. It's like 60 pages. It's short. And I'm talking about a serious look at what the state is 
and anarchism, not the stupid kind. Not all views expressed on Bros, Bobs, and Beer are represent. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's really good. It's concise. Uh, if you're frustrated with the two party system and you're tired of this, oh, I just don't like this guy, so I'll vote for this guy. It's worth looking into to broaden the scope of things. So. Oh, and I'm watching Hannah. Hannah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hannah Montana? Yeah. Awesome. No, it's not Hannah Montana. Is it any good? It is good. Uh, that's great. I think we need to round them out with our socials, ratings, and reviews. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fine. Bros Bibles Beer, at Bros Bibles Beer, on all the socials. So excited right now. Facebook, Twitter. Rate and review Instagram. us wherever you listen to us and let us know where you're at with he- the human Jesus. And if you're not sending us <laughs> emails about something I've said, then that means you agree with everything I've said. <laughs> Even better. I love it. <laughs> All right. Grace, peace, cheers from me. Grace, peace, cheers. Yeah, Are we supposed to say this? No. no you don't, don't say anything anyone tells you to say. No, I won't.